0: Hello, and welcome back to episode 18 of The Long Halloween. I'm Eva, as always, and once again, I've just watched TV Halloween for the 18th time. Oh boy. I've, I don't know how I feel about this watch. We've gone from me actively kind of disliking the film to, like, being very ambivalent about it, like, it's hard for me to notice new things at this point, because I think... 18 episodes of digging. 18. 18 times. Okay, let's do some maths and work out how many times I've watched this. So it's 90 minutes long. 90, and I've watched 18 times. So that's 90. I'm going to take the 9. Out. So 9 times 10 is 90. 100. 9 times. 8 is 72, add those together, you get 1620, then you divide 16, I'm doing maths on paper, which it's been a long time since I've done that, by 60, and that gives you, like, I could have done this on a calculator, and it would have been so much easier. <laughs> oh my god. The number of hours that I've spent watching this film... I can't remember how you do maths on paper. Um, but... Let's just do it on a calculator instead. And... Do it that way instead. So I have watched it for so ninety minutes times eighteen is one thousand six hundred twenty. I got that bit right. And if we divide that by sixty, yeah, I've watched this film for twenty-seven hours total now. I would have got there eventually. Oh, I think I was going the wrong way. You got like boop, and then how many times is it going to sixteen? Boop. How many times is it going to one hundred twenty-six? Um, it can be, like, twice, 162, it goes into twice, and that leaves 42, so, yeah. Okay, I don't remember how to do written maths, but that's not something I need to do at this moment in time. So, yeah, I've watched this film for 27 hours total now. And I've still got, what, seven watches left to go, so that's another... 90 times, nine sevens are 63, so 630. Um, So a good another... Six hours? No, six hours would be four watches. A good something amount into about ten hours more of watching this film. Uh, Oh boy. Uh, What do I have to say? So there's this fun thing, and I've noted it in a lot of my past notes, but I've never talked about it. That Hughie Halloween does, where characters in a scene—they don't always have to be extras, but a lot of the time they are extras. But also, this applies to main cast a lot of the time. A lot they when they don't have anything to do, either in the they, they're, they're in the scene technically but don't really have any lines, or they like do have one or two lines but not very many they kind of just stand around lifelessly or like react in this really awkward inhuman way like the worst example of this is the way that Mr. Is, like creepily mouse dressed friend is like I don't know why he gets to me is probably the scariest thing in this film but because I think it's because he's wearing sunglasses so you can't see his eyes but he's, like, so... You'll see him behind Chantal and Randolph when they're talking outside the haunted house. And for that first bit where they're talking while standing up before they've all start, like sat down, because then they're on their phones and it's slightly better. But him and Randolph... Oh, I just hit the mic. It's him and Randolph's other friend just stand there doing nothing. And then they do the exact same thing again in the sort of... I call it the parlor scene, but the haunted house one, where which where like we find out that it's definitely not uh, not um, Lambert or Hartman, and they all start accusing Hubie. They they're both sitting in the back there, just completely unconcerned looking, and you'd think their friend has just been taken by someone something. They would be if if that was me if I was. There like if it wasn't me and some of my friends and one of my friends was Yanked away, and we didn't know what happened to them. I would be concerned. I would be reacting I wouldn't be sitting there quietly like maybe Landolph is a dick So it's not like a surprise That they don't particularly like I wouldn't be surprised if they just don't like him that much, but I'd still be concerned so yeah, like um thing. Like the fact they don't react at all is kind of creepy, and you can see the same thing in the kiss, like the cursed camera slash TV kiss between Violet and Hooby. Oh, for fuck's sake! Yeah, Violet Hooby Halloween, Violet Hooby Hooby Halloween. Ugh. Violet and Hooby's kiss is like the that's really like it would be normal for a child seeing their mother kissing someone especially like a fairly young child to go like ew, ew disgusting but they don't they just kind of sit there move, not moving at all they don't react in the slightest way like we don't hear them react we don't see them like squirm uncomfortably nothing i think probably the worst offender in this i don't think it's necessarily her fault but megan is Megan isn't given a lot of lines. She doesn't particularly have much of a character on her own regard. She sort of exists mostly as a sort of love interest for Tommy. She doesn't really have her own character, I guess. And she, in a lot of scenes, gets given about three lines and then sort of has to just stand around awkwardly. There's some, like, right, the last scene of the film, I think she does a quite good job of reacting naturally, but in the corn maze and at the door when Hoobie's delivering Cookie and Danielle back to the house, they both feel a bit off. Just the way she reacts is a bit strange there. I mean, I think... Oh, fucking hell. I think Megan has really been done an injustice in the such limited role she has in the film like she doesn't really have a character of her own and then that's something that i should have gone into more last episode when i was talking about how to fix the film i've also just realized i don't know if this film passes the Bechdel test i don't i think it doesn't <laughs> um bu- 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 So, the Vestadale test, okay, it does have at least two women in it, doesn't it, but, I don't know, like, Violet and, Violet and, um, what's her face is, uh, Karen's conversation is entirely about Hooby. The, I don't know if Violet speaks to any other adult women. Like, even when the news anchors are talking to each other, they bring up their ex-husbands. And then, I don't, like, I mean, I guess the closest you could count to it working is the... Is the, the, the small children talking about their Halloween costumes just before Hoobie does his chat to the kids. And, like, honestly, I don't know if, like, The Best shot Test is flawed in many ways. There's films that pass it that really are incredibly problematic. Whilst at the same time, there's films that don't that, like, are surprising. Like, I don't think be Halloween passes it at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, I don't think anyone was assuming be Halloween is a massively feminist film. Uh, yeah, I can't think of, like, if it passes, it barely passes. Which is slightly worrying. That's, that's wonderful. There's a better version about uh, women of colour, but obviously this film has about one. And she is a stereotype. (laughs) Anyway. That was the fun of the Hoobie Halloween doesn't pass the bestial test. And I think it screws over Megan and Violet as characters. What else did I write down? So, the... I, I really enjoy... Because, like, during the school scene where we see... Where, like, obviously the kids pout who be with um, stuff. We, like, there's only sort of two teachers or, like, staff at the school in the foreground. And they are... Chanel no Chantal sorry and uh, the principal uh, Like I was I very much was originally gonna talk about the fact that nobody else Is wearing a Halloween costume other than Chantal in the staff and that feels a bit strange But in the background you can see that some of the other staff who are kind of standing around the edge of the hall are wearing costumes But oh, not the mic again. I'm getting very good at doing that. I should move it so the wire isn't like right in front of me, yeah, but there are other ones. But what I really enjoyed is the fact that the principal's entire sort of spookiness of his, like clothes, is that he's got a tie of pumpkins on it, which I think is honestly such—it's so relatable. I remember uh, every single, like the only—I I don't know what it is about, like head teachers and ties, but every single head teacher I had, except for the one who was a woman. Um, they always like ties were their big thing of like oh, spicing things up. Except for the one who like mostly wore a football kit all the time. And that was a bit. Mmm. Yeah. So like I enjoy I just enjoy the fact that he's not Halloweeny at all except for his spooky tie. Dick Courgette, So when um Walter Lambert not Walter Lambert Tubby's childhood friend um her, Richie Hartman, that's his name, is putting on the pig mask. Behind him, we see this giant Courget or whatever the American word for Courgette is I've entirely forgotten. Um that's really really shaped like a points. And I don't know whether that's just, like, my, one of my friends noticed it when we were playing the drinking game, and I've been meaning to bring up for ages now. But, like, obviously this could be some just Freudian thing if we're seeing dicks everywhere. But, like, it could be a fun little joke that the set designers were playing. I'm going to hide the dick courgette in the background. I really like Megan's blouse that she's wearing in the cafe scene. That's just a a, thing, a little thing I wanted to notice. I think she's wearing a quite nice blouse, and sticking on the sort of clothing thing, the I shaved my balls for this T-shirt, an iconic T-shirt that Mrs. Dubois wears. I think it might be she might it might be Mrs. Banerjee, who wears it, but I think she's wearing it on the like news report where they're in the background. Well, um, that same T-shirt is the one that Dinah Lance wears in or black canary wears in no it's Rene montoya renee montoya wears in um birds of prey which is a really good film a better film than this that i'd rather i think i would rather watch again speaking of other films because i think i've covered most of the stuff i wanted to cover today other than the fact that very quickly the whole happy halloween song that plays quite a lot it felt very much like it was kind of this thing that was written for the for Hoobie Halloween because Netflix have used it in a lot of the weird promotional stuff. Like, they put out an hour-long video on their YouTube channel, which I'm sure you can find if you want to, which is, like, just weird skeletons dancing for um, about... An hour with some some faces of actors from *Who Be Halloween* um, photoshopped onto the top, which was pretty wonderful. Yeah, it's just called *Happy Halloween Dash Who Be Halloween Dash Netflix*, and it's on the Netflix YouTube channel. It's had it's only had sixty four thousand views, which is very low for the Netflix YouTube channel. But yeah, but that film actually that song actually isn't. It's it's uh, Apparently it's called, it's the iconic Halloween song, Happy Halloween, by D-Bone and The Remains. I found that by going to the YouTube playlist for the Happy, for the Hoobie Halloween uh, soundtrack. So yeah, that, that's a fun little fact. What I did just want to spend the last minute of this podcast talking about, and I hate to become a, a just regular film critic podcast for a minute, is Borat 2. Which is surprisingly good, genuinely. Like, I I didn't think I'd enjoy it. I didn't. I don't like Borat one at all. Like it's got its it its, it's it's like has moments where it's quite clever and like the kind of exposure of the rot at the heart of American civility is is quite cool, but yeah, it's aged pretty poorly. A lot of like anti-Zinganism. I think that's the way you say it. So the anti-Romani sort of like stuff isn't great and that's still there in the second one but the second one i think it does something wonderful which is give borat character progression i don't want to spoil anything but he actually grows as a character which is quite cool and i enjoyed it quite a lot if you want a if you want kind of fuller review of that i'm resurrecting my tiktok film reviews that i've been doing if you want to follow me on tiktok i will link that in the description as well Speaking of the description, if you enjoyed this, follow me on um, Facebook, not Facebook, don't follow me on Facebook, you don't know my real name, Um, or my full name, Um, follow me on Twitter and Instagram, there'll be links in the description too, read my blog if you like the stuff that I'm doing, I should have a new blog post out very soon, today, or tomorrow. Um, Yeah, so like the podcast, rate it, follow it on whatever platform you're listening on, Share it with your friends. It's the only way I can grow. Yada yada yada. I think that's all of the calls to action. So yeah, one week till Halloween. We've got seven episodes to go, and I think uh, almost half of them are going to be guest episodes at this point. So I hope you look. You have that to look forward to. I'm Benifa, and I'll see you. Next